And this is Brothers Speed Podcast, where we talk about black LGBT issues and topics, and I am your host, Chris. Yes, I know, it's been several weeks, let me tell you. It's been an adventure, but I definitely want to make sure you guys know I do apologize for the hesitation and not necessarily uploading as much, but I want to make sure you know that we are going to be more consistent, and we are definitely going to make sure we continue to bring better shows and also better interviews in the process. So, I do want to apologize, but I definitely want to say thank you for those who have been listening and continue to listen to Brothers Speed Podcast, where we talk about black LGBT issues and topics, and this is Again, I'm your host, Chris. We're going to continue the conversation that we had with transgender. This is going to get into this part two where we talk with Miss Camille, Mrs. Aisha Bailey, as well as also Kashai. Thank you again. So I do apologize for the hesitation, but now let's bring you part two of the transgender podcast the T and LGBT. Now, the thing about it is the first thing that comes to mind, I think we also spoke about this before in Brother Speak, um, whether it's actually a Brother Speak Global located here in Will Manage, Florida, the Pride Center. The thing about it is that one that we found statistics that found that basically those who actually are transgender mm-hmm. usually end up alone. Usually, some cases commit high suicide rates. The are suicide rate high. is high. Yes. Now, and these are people who are living their their life. They're right. living their truth. Right. But so the road is still a hard road. Along it's the a line. hard road, but they. For me, again, my I statement nine times. If I if I can speak so boldly and say that I believe. They, they longed for the affection of their biological family. Nine times out of ten, wow. they had they had a mother, a lifestyle mother. They had a lifestyle father. And, you know, in the LGBT community, we form our own families. And we have the house of this and the house of that. Nine times out of ten, they're the house of someone. They belong to some house. So they have that realm of family where they celebrate birthdays, holidays, and, all, and everything else in between. They have that. But for me, I would like to think that it was the more void void of, oh, I wish my what mother could. Been, I wish my order. mother and my father would call me and tell me Chris, Merry Christmas. Because even when I was working at the um, with the with the children with the um, with the low cognitive level, I was the manager. So I that mean I committed my Christmas and my Thanksgiving and my Fourth of July and my mother's birthday and my birthday. I committed that to those clients, and I worked there. I worked four Christmas, four Thanksgivings, four birthdays, four my mother's birthdays. Everything I've committed my life to that. I've even committed a couple of family members' funeral to staying home and working. So when that when those times come around and I see the clients either going home or they're on the phone with their family or whatever, I want that too. I think for me, wow. what I see, it's like there are a lot of individuals here who have the support. Yes. And they don't perceive it as support because the, internally I may be struggling with the fact that I am trans. I am black, a black or person of color and I'm trans. I may, my family may be very supportive. They may still struggle with pronouns, they, but they're, they're getting it. I may be on hormones and just something internally, I am still struggling with it. Or internalized gender phobia or internalized homophobia. Yeah, and I struggle with it. So I may, I may attempt 
in that way because and let's just be clear about suicidal suicidal thoughts lots of people have the thought mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. lots of people have attempted it may go on to report it but lots of people attempt at what some point in their life but for the trans community it's very high for me what I see many factors it could be I I, I have some type of cutting behavior I did not mean to cut that deep but oops I done cut too deep and now it's documented as some type some type of suicide attempt. I work as a mental health evaluator um, up in Jacksonville um, PRN and I've seen a lot of that and they go I wasn't trying to kill myself I was just trying not to feel this is my coping mechanism but on document on paper they they went to the hospital they're placed on a professional certificate or a Baker Act and now it's documented as a suicidal gesture or self-injurious so uh, it can be I have a void for my family or my boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other left me my children don't call um I I don't know if I'm going to get a job or it, it can, it's a lots of reasons why people do it. The main thing is my normal coping skill is not working. I'm in this deep dark black hole and the only thing that seems attractive is I just want to end the pain. I'm not thinking about my family, I'm not thinking about anyone else, whatever that pain may be and it's up for that individual to kind of identify that pain. For so no, but I just thought it was so interesting that you said that they were longing for their family because... Mm-hmm. Most definitely. A, a lot of them... No, a lot of a lot of my friends, um, no matter how much support they have around them and no matter how much exactly. of this new family they have, mm-hmm. they're still longing for how things used to be with their family because mm-hmm. for... All of us, when we think of our family, we do think of the foundation and security. Right. And, and, that's, and that's all it is. When yeah. something is familiar and that's something that you know from birth, to all of a sudden be... If, if let's say, you were taken away from that and you had to haul ass and go to a new environment, a lot of times they are still longing for that, even if they know, okay, this family's never going to support them. A lot of times it's difficult... For some people to, you know, completely embrace yes. this and yes. never get over this. Yes. And that is, that's an emotional mental. But just know it's help out there. If you're one yeah. of those people that are struggling with that, yeah. there are resources out there, whether you're rural, um, you have the Trevor Project, um, you have uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, reach out to a therapist on psychology today you can reach out to numerous numerous people that help there's help out there i just think it's it's like even if any family if i'm attached to something and unfortunately i have to give it up how what would i do exactly that pain is so deep and and we don't want to stigmatize those people that have a thought or or have attempted it's 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 something where for me, as a therapist, I, I may understand it a little bit better than a lot of people, but um, that pain is so deep that that's the only thing that they they feel that they can cope with. But there is help out there. So now you know, I one thing I have noticed is that real one thing about YouTube, they or YouTube kind yes. of tells you everything, yeah. mm-hmm. and there actually has been. I'm not sure if anyone saw it, an actual transgender show mm-hmm. that actually. There's a whole entire show, a whole series that one of my friends, he just kept telling me about it, telling me about it. Mm-hmm. And so, now mind you, these were 
female to male. Right. They were, these were female to male. That actually made that this particular show. I forgot what it was actually called now. But apparently, when, when you kind of see the scenes in itself, they still kind of have certain qualities of their original gender. Mm. And when I, okay, let me correct that. Of their original. Or they're assigned gender. Oh, they're assigned, assigned gender. gender. There yes. you go. I'm looking for the proper yeah, terms I mean, now. Well, every human, every human has male and female qualities. Because, I believe that too, yes. You know, we come from a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, whether it's physical. Okay. You know. Assuming, I'm speaking again, I'm pretty sure I'm going to offend someone. So what? <laughs> I just said this in a car. When will we stop being so prude and embrace the fact that it just so happened that I'm a woman with a penis. <laughs> in, 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 when will we stop being they, so prude to embrace the fact? I mean, it's reality. Because do you ask your cashier, hi, you're so beautiful, do you have a penis? You don't. Do you ask the stock boy who's putting up that last can of peas, hi, you're so handsome, do you have a vagina? So when will we stop being so prude and embrace the fact that I'm just built a little different than you are? Stop it. Let's let's deal with it. It's okay to call me out of my name, to call me a punk or a faggot or a dyke or a lesbian or a carpet muncher, butt buddy and all of that. It's okay to say that, but it's not okay for us as the LGBT to speak on what we are. I am a woman with a little extra added incentive. So what? I like the added incentive. I like the added incentive. So what? So what? what? But that is coming from somebody that is really who is able to speak their truth. And I wish us as a whole, and I'm including myself in there, even before I was educated, I've always been, I, I, I come from Brooklyn, New York. So it's like, I, you know, you go out, it's very different than the South. And it was a very an eye opener yeah, yeah, for me yeah. when I came to the South. I was like, what is this? We don't do this in Brooklyn. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do this stuff. It's yeah. like, but, but even when I became more versed in it and even challenging my beliefs on what it was to be male and female, because I have a lot of masculine traits yeah. and being told that, oh, when, when you grow up, you're going to be a dyke. And sometimes I, I wear they my hair slicked back, I was be a, woman. a bow tie, uh, suspenders <laughs> on, and the first person asked, well, I didn't know you were a lesbian. Just based off of, of me wearing a bow tie, some suspenders, some slacks, my hair slicked back. I mean, again, it's that boys wear blue, girls wear pink. If you're Social a female, you have to cross your legs, you can't curse, you have to be barefoot and pregnant. Guys, you can have sex with anybody you want. You can do whatever Because you that's want. what our ancestors did. Macho. Our grandfathers went yes. out and slept around and had 17 kids. Now we got all, we got all these people at this family reunion. And God did it. So, I mean, uh, it's, not it, really it, it's a generation curse. <laughs> it's a generational curse. It's a, it's a, it's a generational a curse. Point. We need to come to a yeah. point where our genitals are not, we're not defined they're by not what business. we have. <laughs> and they're not your business, and we're not defined by it. Because if I'm defined by my vagina, I'm doing a lot wrong. I I go against. I, if I'm defined by that, I don't. I need be. to wear a skirt every day. I need to be making home. If that's business. the case, I, I need, need to take off this girdle. Yes, we need to define. But a lot of people wanted to define us by what we have between our legs. They do. But I must say, 
you're not just living in your truth for yourself. There's a lot of people who aren't able to. Yes. For you doing this, you're living for a lot of people. And I do. And I through you. And I I want to be a symbol, and I want to be a friend. And if I had the ability to go and reach everyone and be that protector and be that shadow and be like, you better walk outside, and ain't nobody (laughs) gonna touch you. I would love to do that because. Before I we had do to that, that, we I had were going to need to get a bail fund for you. <laughs> 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 for me, <laughs> I had to. I had to develop this tough skin. I had to develop. I, I didn't. I didn't jump out on the streets tough. I had to develop it. And again, how I developed my tough skin, I did not lean on that crutch. I did not lean on that tee right. and try to walk outside. I just walked outside, and then I. I noticed that I. Began to gain the respect of outside when they would say, "Hey, Camille, hi, Camille." Like you said, it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's like the bully. You know, do you sit back and let the bully? Because if you don't defend yourself, the bully is still going to bully you. Right. Sometimes you have to step out on on faith and lose that fear and not the bully in his chin. Attack that bully and let that bully know that it's not okay for you. It is not, and that's what you're doing to society. You're letting them know it's not okay to keep me in my house. It's not okay to make me look towards the men's jeans when I really want to go over there because Dilla's got a good sale on summer dresses. (laughs) It's not okay. It's not okay, and I will not accept it. Okay, viewers, listeners, I am six two in height. Six. So any room I walk in, everyone is a midget to me. <laughs> the average is a midget to me. Right, right. Aisha is with me on a daily. And I walk <laughs> in buildings with heels on, and I don't care who Six sees me at that. You can't. You shouldn't. And you never should. I don't care who sees me. And if I you. see right. somebody staring, I greet them. Hello. No, no. Ooh, I, I got. I got to ask yes. one last question yes. because. I think there's still a lot of controversy about the bathrooms. Just scratching the surface. The bathrooms. We're just, that isn't another podcast in itself. I mean, the I do want to know your opinions about the bathrooms. Okay, here's, here's the thing. I, for me, just for me, because in, in, in Duval County, there's a huge controversy about the school the school board and the bathroom. I mean, I mean, everywhere about the bathrooms. And in my eyes, just go freaking pee, okay? I've been in concerts where the ladies' line is too long. I am going to the male stall. I've seen your penis. You've seen them one. You've seen them all. Sweetie, it's not big enough. I'm going to go Ooh. pee. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. Damn. The thing about it is what, what I tell my cisgendered friends and family is when I walk in a bathroom stall, I have two lovely, lovely young girls. I go in the bathroom stall. We go in there. If I see someone looking under my bathroom stall to check my genitals or check what they have, you Piss are the person. You are the pervert. It, it, you have never heard a case of any trans-identified person that has went into the bathroom and has touched, fondled, molested, raped, or any type of person. However, I have seen, with my own eyes, I have heard stories of people being from, cis, from the cisgender community yeah. harassed, fondled, raped, Abuse, beat up. If you're skit, if you're sitting there going to the bathroom, 
worried about whether somebody has a penis or a vagina, you in there doing the Your wrong priorities thing. are messed up. You are in there either. You need to check if they have a glory hole in there and you in there doing something else you ain't supposed to be doing. I'm just going to be very candid because I'm very emotional about when it comes to, especially when being a mother. We have to go there. But anything, we, when we think about change, if you think about the fight for Jim Crow rights or the fact when, when my mom and my dad could not use the white only bathroom, it was about the bathroom. Right. Here we are years later talking years about later. a freaking bathroom where I can go anywhere in Jacksonville and be discriminated against as a woman, not even a trans woman. Right. I am still at some places when I go, I am still called the N word as a black woman or there are deaths or there's police brutality we are worried about bathrooms where there are bigger things we are we're without jobs our families are in ruin our financial status are in ruin we cannot come together as a community and here we are our focus on the bathrooms trust me i get it but if someone can point out one case where someone has been fondled touched molested raped by a trans identified person, please call me. I will leave my number. Because oh. I haven't seen it yet. Have you? No. I have not seen it. And I just no. think they want a reason to be mad, honestly. First of all, in my perception on that male bathroom, if I have on, if I'm at my best and I'm looking my best, why are you worried about what's in my damn clothes? Mm. We're sitting here and we're having a debate about what am I going in here to do? In 3.5 seconds, if you don't move, you're going to look at your feet and you're going to find out what I what I came in here to do. And that's just me genuinely speaking from the heart. I'm so sick of people taking something so personal. That bathroom time is personal. It's very personal. It's personal. It's very I need to go in there and do what I need to do because my stomach is hurting. I need to get this done. And we're sitting here having a debate about why you need to go outside and make sure your car is not getting broken into. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You're right. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. made it that so simple. It's just something so simple and natural, and we have to turn it and twist it and make it's, it perverted. It's, it's so okay. that means you're calling me a pervert. You're calling me because I'm living my life as the way I desire. You're calling me a pervert. But who's How about who's dare you? Yeah. And you and you're calling me a pervert. And you're sitting here over three hundred pounds. You obese. Mule you You're calling me A pervert And you're sitting here Overweight Now see again We can go back and forth At these things And guess who will win Me But you see Chris How Controversial Even Even when we think about You Like if you even Sit back and think Just using common sense A bathroom Debate Yeah you know, it, it's it's still it's it's very touchy, and we can go all night. We can, we can, I mean, we can do like fifty Damn, podcasts. It's, it's just too, and it's a too, lot of the listeners. It's my personal time. You, you want to wipe? Oh, how would you feel <laughs> this masculine being coming in the bathroom? They're presenting as male. They're fully bearded. They're very masculine, and they're coming into the women's bathroom, or vice versa. Beautiful Camille. Walking into the urinal. <laughs> you know, I bet you I had your man. I, I, you know, one thing I do, I have to say, I mean, um, I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, Creflo, whatever. But he did mention about lawism mm. and how laws 
you can add as many laws as you want. Mm-hmm. Right. You're really messing the things up even right. worse. But really, it's basically depending on the type of person you are, your beliefs, and how you live your life. You're really above that. You're yes. really above any type of laws. And the only thing I actually see so far from laws in like Carolinas right now, uh, you know, in other states, is only creating a bigger mess. It is because right. they're losing businesses. The, they're, and it's they're not even that. Sponsorships. People don't want to live there. I mean, if I if I have to go to a state where I have to worry about what again again the bow tie where I talk about my hair back slick back bow tie masculine clothes on I go in the bathroom and someone is calling the police on me because they just assume I am male or I have a cousin who always wore her hair very very short having to worry about not only being black but to deal with the law and we, we're not even going to get into that mm. like that's very offensive just, to it's, me it's as a person it's yeah. very disappointing it's, to it's, know it's, that we live in the land of the free but I'm really not we're not free. really free not really free. It's disappointing to know I cannot walk in the bathroom (laughs) and use a free, exactly, free nasty ass bathroom. And and let's talk about it. We have some women and we have some men that looks like, uh, looks a little speck. You got to like, what is it? And you come to find out it's a real man. He's just soft around the edges. And you have some women that are a little rough around the edges. Now you've roughed up this woman. This woman. She has a vagina. So how are you going to explain this? And nine times out of ten, it is transgenders that walk us among that walk among us today, and you can't get it. You can't, yeah. You can't get it. Yeah, yeah, and you don't need to. And you can't. And you don't need to. You don't need to. Thank you. You don't need to. You don't need to. Respect. Respect. What you say that word again? It's respect. And acknowledging that this is a human being, another yes. beautiful human being. I'm not a transgender, I'm a human being because if you want to, again, if you want to break us down, high transgender, high fat person. <laughs> you know again, what? High transgender, high person that has bad cigarette breath. It's the labels. We like to, we like to put things in categories. We and, like, and we like you know, to do that. People like to simply identify. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of the fact that. I'll be quite frankly, I don't think that anyone's going to ever get rid of labels. But what we can do is disrupt the process. Yes. I do believe that. So. And you're doing it here today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Let me tell you. I, doing it here today. I got to say, I enjoyed the entire conversation. Yeah. I know we can go on and oh, on can. and on. We can. Uh, but you know what? I wanna, I'm want i going to actually make this um, kind of a two-part thing for the, for the listeners. Yay. I want them to be able to, be able to kind of consume in some chunks. You know, like, yes. but, don't but, kill me. I'm just speaking my <laughs> truth. I'm, and and I'm I'll, I'll be honest with you. I I, I truly appreciate Miss Camille. I do appreciate Miss Aisha. So I do appreciate yeah. Mr. Kishai. Uh, to me, I, I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. When I saw, I, when I saw Camille, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I yeah. can't let this slide. You got to yeah. be part of the podcast <laughs> because yeah. I wanted people I'm to." I'm glad I could shed some light and speak from my perspective. Now, there are some that may say, "Like, oh my God, how dare she say that?" But it's me. It's my <laughs> opinion. And that's what makes us universal. That's what makes us colorful because we're not supposed to agree. Yeah. And thank you for the opportunity because I think it sheds light for anyone who is confused or questioning or 
um, need someone to advocate for them to speak up for their truth or need to talk about Camille what it's like for being that. black or need a perspective from a, a therapist or someone that works with um, the T the youth. So I think thank you for creating this platform. So Well, thank you guys. I mean, I, I like I said, this is educational for me too, guys. I'm not going to say her lie. It was very educational for me too. But the more that I get a better understanding, Yes. The more I think it's very easy for me to actually just say, you know, and if I, people do this and ask questions, it's just a simple ask of a, a asking a question yes. and get a little better understanding. You won't be transgender ignorant. Thank mm. you, thank you. And I don't want to be ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> please don't, please don't, please don't. Oh my god! Again, this is Chris from Brothers Speed Podcast, where we talk about Black LGBT issues and topics. Thank you again, Miss Camille. Thank you again, Aisha. Thank you, again, Shy. I had a wonderful conversation. I know everyone's. Gonna Enjoy it too. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night, guys. Take care. Good night. Good night.